0: I'm Nicola Dean and this is Safeguarding Matters with the Ancraft Trust. I'm here with Linda Owen from SIPS, the UK charity for brothers and sisters of disabled children and adults. Linda is here to explain the work of SIPS, the needs of siblings and highlight some of the issues that have arisen for siblings during lockdown. She's also going to give us some tips for supporting siblings. Hi, Linda.
1: Hello. Hi, Nicola. Nice to be here with you.
0: Oh, thanks for joining us. So can you tell us about SIBS and some of the work that you do? Definitely.
1: So SIBS is the national charity supporting um siblings of disabled children. So that includes young siblings who are growing up with um disabled brothers and sisters. And we also have SIBS, which is the charity supporting Adults who have grown up with disabled uh, brothers and sisters, and when we say disabled, that's really um, including young people with um, or people with disabilities, illnesses, and long-term health conditions.
0: Great, and and what's your role with SIBS?
1: So my particular role is as an information officer for young siblings. So we have a dedicated website providing online support to young siblings. This has lots of age appropriate information about a range of disabilities, illnesses and conditions. Um, So things like autism or cerebral palsy or ADHD. The idea being that parents can use that as a resource to direct their children to if they're trying to explain a disability or illness in an age appropriate way or it can be accessed independently um by the sibling themselves the, the the age range really is something around 7 to 17 um that we encourage for the website so really it's about age appropriate con- um information on conditions um we also have lots of information about helping siblings look after themselves so it can be things like um maintaining good mental health um about coping with tricky family situations um, managing school really it's a sibling responsive website so we've tried to include as many issues that siblings raise with us and then provide age-appropriate and accessible information to help them help themselves
0: and i guess um i always think of you as like the agony aunt of sips so if siblings have got any concerns yes, they can actually yes, email you help-
1: yeah They can, they can email us with their own very specific um, questions or inquiries and we um, provide a a specific response tailored to them, individual to them. But what that might also do is prompt um, a new type of information on the website. So an example would be if a sibling might email us saying, I'm really struggling because um, I'm worried about being away from my brother and sister or brother or sister when I'm at school. Um, How can I cope with this? So we'll write back to them individual. Individually saying, Well, tell your parent how you're feeling, talk to your school about how you're feeling. They may um, encourage you to check in at particular times during the day so you can reassure yourself um, that everything's okay at home. Um, but what that may then do is lead to another page on the website coming up, which is coping with being away with um being away from brother or sister or managing worry. So what it serves two purposes, so it can get an individual response, but also um, we then t- create a new resource for the website.
0: Excellent. So why do why do siblings of disabled children need this resource?
1: It's a unique position being the sibling of um, a disabled brother or sister. What we hear is that siblings often feel very alone. They feel that no one really understands what life is like for them. That's not to say that parents don't do their best to support them or that schools don't try to support them. It's really that their view of the world is, is unique. It's shaped by having a disabled brother or sister. What we found is through young sibs, it really helps them feel less alone. It helps them read about siblings like them and understand what life is like for them. So that can be on very day-to-day issues like... um having a day out the challenges of going on a day out if you have a brother or sister with autism that day out may look very different for you than it would for somebody who doesn't have a brother or sister with autism it can be about providing care within the home and that can be emotional care so it can be um, helping a brother or sister when they've had a meltdown Mm -hmm. um, and providing reassurance and support then it can be understanding that for a sibling watching a parent cope with a challenging situation at home, that can feel very different and isolating as well. So really with young sibs, what we're trying to do is reassure those siblings that they're not alone and that there are things that can be done to help support them.
0: Ah, And it's a great resource, isn't it? And that's when I go on the website and I look at it, I realise that siblings will feel like that. And I think one of the, the key messages there is you are not alone because to feel alone such a lonely position isn't it and to see something where it feels like they actually get me that must be amazing for the siblings
1: i think so and the feedback really that we get is it has a massive impact on mental health we know that loneliness um is a really big issue for siblings and can really impact on the mental health so we have lots of resources on the website about looking after the mental health but the the other key message really is not only that you're not alone but the help is there it's just about mm-hmm. reaching out for help and um, we always encourage um young siblings to talk to somebody and it, that might be a parent it might be a pastoral worker at school it might be a teacher um People want to help, but it really is about encouraging the sibling to reach out for that help. And the first step is often accessing the website, uh, reading about siblings like them, and then taking those tips away and finding how they can incorporate them into their own lives.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. Um, We were wanting to speak to somebody from Sibs, actually. Um, We ran a recent um, act seminar with um, Sarah Goff, our Disabled Young People Manager, and it was looking at the impact on disabled young people of the lockdown and um, during that seminar we had quite a few comments with people saying but what about their brothers and sisters, what about siblings and people actually mentioned the Sibs resources and I know that um, Sibs has recently done a report hasn't it, I've written a report about um, the impact of um, siblings during COVID-19 can you tell us a few things about it? What
1: have you found? Absolutely, yes. I mean, obviously lockdown has been challenging for everyone. There's no question about that. What we wanted to try and do was capture the impacts of that lockdown, specifically on siblings and how it affected them and their families. So during lockdown, we um, published very specific um, blogs aimed at siblings to try and reflect the issues that we were hearing about. So this was things like um, doing more care at home, um, the impact of being isolated, um, being away from friends, and what we really heard was that it was extremely isolating for young siblings um, during lockdown. They're, they didn't necessarily have access to online support or resources. They didn't have access to a computer, an iPad. There was no way of keeping in touch with friends or family outside that particular household. So particularly for the families who were shielding, being a young sibling was really, really challenging. So coupled with that, the impact of having the external sources of support removed. So things like School is often seen as respite, actually, for young siblings. It gets them out of the house. They get to spend time with their friends. They get to, to do activities. So having that source of support removed had a big impact. Coupled with that, being away from friends and not having the friends outside school as a support removed, that was difficult. But also having to spend an increased amount of time in the family scenario where their brothers and sisters were also struggling. So there may have been an increase in meltdowns and there may have been a reduction in the care provided for those um, disabled brothers and sisters, which would have had an impact on what those um, siblings were helping with at home. What parents told us was that 75% of young siblings, um, they felt their mental health had worsened as a result of COVID and lockdown. Um, So that was really worrying for us as a charity. What we were trying to do was work out how best we could support those siblings. What we did was increase our online offer. So we tried to make sure that the information on our website was, was relevant and pertinent to young siblings so parents could use it where they did have access um, to computers and online support. And then we also tried to anticipate the problems that we felt may be coming, again, to help parents. So things like going back to school, I think, was a real source of concern for lots of siblings. They were nervous about leaving the house, nervous about bringing infection back to the house anxious about leaving parents when they had been providing support um so all of those things together meant the lockdown has been particularly challenging for young siblings and i think will continue to be challenging for some time to come
0: well i think the report will put a link to the report at the bottom of the podcast so people will be able to access um the report and read it and read the um the findings of it um you were talking about helping. So siblings having to increase the amount of care that they offer, the brothers or sisters, and it might not be the disabled um, brother or sister. Might it? it might be that they're actually helping other brothers and sisters
1: in the family.
0: And yeah. it, it, how is, I guess, how is this a problem? Because actually we all help our brothers and sisters, if we have them, Um, and we all have to do jobs in in our family. Um, But how can this be a problem for um, some siblings?
1: I think what we hear from siblings is that the impact of them on helping is is disproportionately high in that they're very mature young siblings. Our learning Mm. is that young siblings are mature very quickly and they feel a huge sense of responsibility. And whilst I agree with you, brothers and sisters all help each other, everyone mucks in, you have good days, you have bad days, you have arguments, you have fallings out. That's entirely normal. And family life is full of those ups and downs. I think what we hear from siblings and young siblings, when you have a brother or sister with a disability, that um, impact is heightened and the pressure on parents is heightened. And what that means is that the pressure in the household It it can be a bit like a pressure cooker, and particularly when there's been care services going in to support those parents under normal circumstances. If those care arrangements have changed during lockdown, if there's different people coming into the house that wouldn't normally come into the house, that might unsettle the young person who who receives that care. And that, again, will have a ripple effect on the parents and, and the siblings involved. What we also heard was that during COVID um, and lockdown, siblings needed to move out. You know, young adults found it too difficult to be in the household sometimes. And of course, they were allowed to move out um, for mental health reasons for short periods of time. And I think that was particularly helpful having that accommodation made that when things got too much they, they were able to leave the household. But I think really, it's also difficult for young siblings to access help for mental health. We know that CAMs, um, with the best one in the world, find it very difficult to meet the needs of all the referrals that they receive and siblings are not necessarily as high on the agenda as we would like them to be in terms of those referrals and support with the mental health issues. We always encourage families and siblings to go to their GP as the Mm. first um, sort of port of call if they feel there are mental health issues. Um, The difficulty we have is, is getting support beyond the GP. Um so really there's there's lots of different things going on for siblings that are over and above that which are normally experienced by um families as a whole, I think is what we'd say.
0: Yeah. Um I was just thinking about the going into adulthood. Um I know that Sibs supports um adult siblings. What do you think the issues are as, as young siblings grow up and go into adulthood? I think
1: there's lots and lots of different issues. I mean, you have the ones, the siblings who are reaching 17, 18, 19, who are thinking about going away to university. That's that's a really big life change. If they've been providing care and support for a parent or a brother and sister, um the concept of going away and not providing that support, they feel very guilty about that. That's yeah. not to say they shouldn't do it and they shouldn't leave, but there's a lot of guilt attached to that. So we try and talk to um young adult siblings about coping with that change, that life change. We know that um young adult siblings and adult siblings worry about the future an awful lot. What will happen to their disabled brother or sister when the parents are no longer there to help um, provide the care necessary. And they're big topics that need a lot of unpicking and SIBS is there to to support adults with that process, adult siblings with that process. That might be through attending a support group, um, talking to somebody over the phone about um, their worries, uh, looking at our SIBS website. Um, for further information and we've also got a new ebook out at the moment called self-care for siblings which is aimed at adult siblings who are growing up who grew up with a disabled brother or sister still have that disabled brother or sister and as an adult feel that other people just don't understand what life is like when you have um, a disabled brother or sister and the e-book is aimed at self-care and it's about helping deal with those feelings and, and look after themselves
0: yeah because the sibling relationship is the longest relationship we're going to have in our lives, isn't it? So it makes real sense, doesn't it, to support adult siblings and to make sure that they can carry on that positive relationship that they have with the brother or sister.
1: Exactly. And often, I mean, that relationship is almost universally felt seen mm. to be positive. It's an enhancement to people's lives. But that's not to say that it doesn't come with its own source of stresses and difficulties and I think it's that duality that people often find very difficult to cope with they absolutely love their brothers and sisters and want to provide support and help as much as possible alongside that there's the pressure of providing that care there's guilt attached to wanting their own life while still providing that care and there's anxiety attached to that worry about what's going to happen in the future and I think it's that duality of feelings mm-hmm. that adult siblings find so difficult and where Sibs hopefully helps to support them with that um and, and manage those conflicting feelings, accepting that it's a it's a lovely positive relationship, but there's also other aspects to it um as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it just it offers extra challenges, but it also offers extra rewards, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um and, you know, you read the stories about people with some of the really positive experiences that they have with the brothers or sisters and I I don't think I've ever met a sibling who wanted to change the brother or sister. They just wanted to get the right sort of support for themselves and for the brothers and sisters and for the parents.
1: Um, Absolutely and what we hear is that siblings say that having had or having a, a, a brother or sister with a disability illness condition has been absolutely life-enhancing for them too. It's changed yeah. them. It's given them new skills. It's helped them view life in a different way. It's seen as a really positive um process. But I think it, the danger is that it's only seen as positive And it's really important to accept that there are challenges that go alongside it. And that's not to make it a negative um thing. It's more about making sure that it's okay to feel a sort of ambiguity about it sometimes.
0: Yeah. It's, it's recognising. There's a whole mixture of feelings in there, isn't it? Um, just thinking about moving on, um, any, any tips? Do you have any tips for parents for supporting um, siblings or for professionals, for organisations? What can we be doing? We've just heard that 75% of um, young siblings, um, the mental health's worsened. What can we do about it?
1: The most important thing that anybody can do is to listen to a sibling, listen to what they're saying. And even if you can't make a situation better, if you can't change it, simply by acknowledging the sibling's feelings makes a huge difference um, because the sibling feels heard. The sibling knows that they are there, they are valued, they're acknowledged and they're seen. Uh, What we hear from young siblings is it's very easy for them to feel second best to feel ignored acknowledging as they always do that this needs of the disabled child the disabled brother or sister clearly must be met clearly are important and most siblings will say absolutely I understand why my parent can't pay attention to me they're busy dealing with and and managing the needs of a, a, a brother or sister with a significant disability or illness what's important is for the sibling to feel visible so I suppose the one ah. piece of advice is to listen to your siblings feelings and acknowledge them it's about saying I know life is really hard I know that we'd love to do these things with you and we really can't at the moment but wouldn't it be great if we could and I hear what you're saying and simply by acknowledging those feelings however difficult makes the sibling feel heard And that is the only, uh, often it's all we can do. You know, if you're parenting a a disabled child with a sibling, all you can do is acknowledge those difficult feelings. You can't change things, but you can acknowledge them. And what siblings tell us is that's actually really, really important. For professionals, it's about seeing the family as a whole. Mm. It's about acknowledging that, yes, there are parent carer needs, there are disabled child needs try and remember there are sibling needs too. There is a sibling in that family and that sibling has needs as well. So we're all for holistic family working. That's absolutely vital, but try not to put the sibling at the bottom of that and try to acknowledge that their needs are equally valid. For schools, it's about raising the awareness in schools about the impacts of having a disabled brother or sister. Does that mean that they might need extra help with allowing time for homework? Does it mean they might need help with why are they always late? Is there a reason why this child is always late to school? Is it because things are difficult in the mornings? Make accommodations for that. Is the child distracted during the school day? Why are they distracted? Is it because they're worried? Make accommodations for that. It's really about awareness raising for each individual sibling and thinking what little tweaks can we do to make their life better.
0: Oh, that's been so interesting. Thank you um, for joining us, Linda. Um, please keep up the good work because I think siblings need it. They really do. They do.
1: We just want to make sure that siblings are seen and acknowledged and appreciated for the amazing
0: human beings that they are. Ah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about our work, check out our website, and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Anne